Hey Ben. What's up? We're back for another week. Here we go. Welcome to the Connect Podcast, episode number eight. Yes. Wow. We're here at we did, last. We did four episodes first season. This is the last episode of the second season. Eight episodes. It's been fun. It has been a lot of fun. And I hope you guys have been enjoying this and taking a lot from it. For sure. Yeah. Bro, I had such a rough start to my day today. What happened? I was driving to work today and I had this flat tire. It was no. literally so painful. That's when you showed me your jack that was rusted together? Yes, and my jack was rusted, so I have to go buy a whole new jack. Wait, so when did, when did you realize your tire was flat? On the way here? Uh, yeah, on the way to work and then someone was so kind and came and knocked on my window. I, first of all, I thought I was getting hijacked <laughs> to start off with, but then I realized, oh no, they're just trying to help me. Um, and yeah, then they pointed out my tire was flat. So did you pull off the off the side of the road right there? I mean, luckily I was close enough to church, so I could just uh, okay. get the last bit. It wasn't like flat, flat, flat. It's like a leak, so it's just like a run flat. Would be unfortunate, bro, if you were stuck on the side of the road with no jack. Yo, I would have been like having to call someone. How did your jack rust close? That's what I want to know. I actually don't even know, bro. That's wild. I've never seen that before. Neither have I. That's why I was like when I, I was so shocked when I pulled it out this morning. Also, to everyone listening, especially those who've never changed a tire before, just go out and change a tire. Even if you don't need to, get mom or dad to help you practice changing a tire because one day it's going to be that thing and no one's going to know how to change a tire and you need to be able to do that. Yeah. Real life lesson, hey? There, yeah. Yo, it's humbling as well. Funny, so funny story. First, Abby gets a flat tire on the way to visit me when we're still dating. Doesn't realize it. The tire gets so shredded that there's like a meter long piece of rubber just flying through the air. And every time the tire goes around, it hits the side of the car. And it's lit- it literally shattered her back uh, rear light. That, that like what? meter long strip. And like left black marks all down the side of the car. She stopped in the side of the car. Fortunately, some kind gentleman helped her change the tire. Abby's really good at that stuff though. But my yeah. sister... Funny thing is, my dad so intentionally taught us how to change a tire when we were little. Like, we changed tires so many times. My sister, no idea how to d- do it. Got yeah. a flat tire. She thought her car had broken down because she just said, the gums, gums, gums. Calls the towing company. The towing guy comes out, like, thousands of rand to pick up tow. He looks at the car and he's like, you've just got a flat tire. Oh, no. <laughs> that's so painful. Dude, cars. So I think that's the question I want to ask you guys is, like, what's one useful life lesson that you've learned? What's one useful life hack? Like, what can you do? That's a good one. Okay, so we've just spoken about flat tires, and I want to speak about, like, that thing of being spiritually like having a flat tire. Having no fizz. It's like drinking a warm, fizzless Coke. Yeah, because let's be honest, it's been a busy term. Yeah. It's been quite a stressful term, especially now towards the end of term with exams. And let's look at 2020, one of the most, actually probably the most stressful year most of us have experienced, unless you had a crisis another year. Um, So generally, the world is in a place of high amounts of stress. That lands, the stress doesn't end in 2021, it still goes on. We're not back at school normally, life is not normal. And then we go into a super busy first term. People are feeling exhausted, but more from just a term from the last year and a half. Yeah. And especially because like a whole bunch of you are serving in different areas. Um, and yeah, I know I feel that definitely feel that the load of work and, and the pressure of it. Um, and it can be so easy to say that there isn't time for rest. 
and there isn't time to actually just get some alone time for yourself and and just to regroup yourself um or else you can get into that space of like feeling like you aren't getting things done and it can feel like that that bit of performance where unless you you getting work done and unless you're doing well like you're feeling guilty and you're feeling shame about actually taking rest yeah we have such a performance orientated society right now that unless you can show what you're accomplishing you're living in failure we even um i read this very interesting article on american presidents american presidents would often um in their campaign speeches trying to get elected would brag how few hours they sleep a night um so george uh, w bush in his in his speeches before he got elected would say i'm a hard worker i only sleep four to five hours a night now the studies have shown how when you miss sleep like that, it's really detrimental to your thinking patterns. So people aren't saying that as much anymore. But we saw this performance culture just skyrocket and you were seeing high-performing people were seen as people who sleep and rest less. Yeah. And I mean, on top of that, then you're realizing like you're getting all these problems that you're facing and then there's adversity and like it looks like much bigger than what it actually is. Yeah. Um, just because we are so tired and we're feeling so drained. Small problems seem really big when I'm looking at them through tight eyes. Yeah, that's so good, bro. <laughs> Yo, that one hit me. Um, but yeah, I think I just want to talk about what it li- is like to have kingdom rest. Mm. Um, because we're obviously in this last week of kingdom and we're going into a time where we get some intentional rest. And so what does it look like to get rest? And I actually just want to start off by saying that rest is a big deal to God. For sure, yeah. In Genesis 2.2, it says, By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. And on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Let me emphasize that again. On the seventh day, he rested from all his work. It didn't say that the work was completed. It just said he rested when he was finished. Yeah, and it's so it's so real because we know God is active in the world all the time. But He the, the Bible was showing us consciously that God has a value for rest. And so after the six days of creation, um, there's rest. But we never call it six days of creation. We actually always call it seven because rest is included in whatever you do. Mm. And that's like an important principle. Whatever you do and whenever you plan an activity, are you planning rest as well? That's really good. Yeah, and I love what you said because God values taking intentional time to rest. Yeah. And that means he designed rest for himself. Therefore, it's something we should value because he designed it for us as well. Mm. It's so real. And, and the world's value system sees value in performance and output. But God doesn't see value in output because God can put out, he can create every output by himself without even thinking, mm. by just speaking, you know. So he doesn't value output, but he really values um, before Jesus ever started ministry, God said, I'm proud of you. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Yeah. And so we see God really valuing this thing of rest. And in rest, when there appears to be no um, purpose or mm. output, we know that God sees great purpose and a great output. Yeah, and there is also purpose in rest. I For mean, sure. It allows us to actually just recharge, reset, and then re-engage with what we want to do. And we'll, we'll dive a little bit more into that. But the first question we want to ask you guys is, why do you think God values rest? Yeah, that's a really great question. And then a follow-up is um, just examples like 
When can you think of times in the Bible that God rested? And just chat about that in your group. Yeah. So I want to introduce you guys to an idea. Um, and actually, we'll have a discussion around this, Ben, is actually we must take moments to pause and recharge. And then once we pause and recharge, we reset and then re-engage into whatever we're doing. Sure. Um, and I think let's start with pause and recharge. Yeah. And I want to ask you the question, Ben, is what does an intentional pause look like? And, and what does it do for our lives? That's a really good question. I'm just going to find a quote on my iPad here while I'm going. But I remember um, uh, when I was young, I would lie in bed tired but stay awake and be unable to sleep. It still happens now but less so. Until someone taught me that if you're lying in bed and your mind is running, and it might not be running with anxiety, it's just running through thoughts, it means that throughout your day, your brain hasn't had enough time just to process stuff. Yeah. So it's trying to process it all before it lets you go to sleep. And, um, and actually, if we just take time throughout our day to pause and process moments, to think over things and dwell on them, we let our emotions process, we let our mind process, and we will find a greater overall peace throughout our day. Yeah. And we haven't got that like running feeling in our mind. And the, the power of the pause is so important. Mm. <laughs> yeah. um, it's, it's even a tool they use in preaching. They say when you say something powerful, pause and let people, like let them feel the weight of that before yeah. you carry on. Okay, let's sit for six seconds. Yeah. Something like that. And the weight of, the, of the, the pause allows people to process what you've said. So that's one thing. And, and that's just for life, you know. Like when something's happened, like pause. Even if it's 15 seconds, two minutes, 15 minutes, and just allow that moment to settle. But because we so often rush, or the moment we have a gap, we pick up our phone, and we fill out our mind with other things, mm. we never get to pause, which allows that moment to settle and our minds to move on to the next thing. Yeah. One of my favorite speakers, I think his name is Brendan Bichard, um, what he speaks on is, I remember this, this, this talk clearly, he speaks about um, how when you work during the day, Set 50 minutes of the hour aside for work yeah. and 10 minutes aside to, to actually stop um, with whatever you're doing. Sure. And he says, the minute you get to those 50 minutes, stop. Like, don't do anything else because you can carry on with the rest of your day after those pauses. But he says he takes, in, in a space of a nine to five, like he takes those 10 minutes every hour on every, every 50 minutes. Um, and what it does for him is that he says he calls it like a pit stop. Wow, um, and it, it gives you a pit stop of what to do for the rest of the day. Like it, it allows you to see where you are, and it allows you to see what you've got to do for the rest of the day. Yeah, and I think it's so important that we apply something like that in our lives, um, because what it does for us is it gives us these moments where we intentionally stop and regroup ourselves and recharge. Because I know when I take that moment just to go, like just have a breath out, and instead of getting through the rush of the day. Like it allows me to focus a little bit better. Yeah, for sure. I, um, I came across this principle that Dr. Caroline Leaf taught oh. um, just recently. Amazing. And I found myself doing it all the time. And she calls it this um, RBP, revenge, bedtime, procrastination. Uh, RBP is the decision to sacrifice sleep 
even though you're aware of the consequences of sacrificing that sleep, for leisure time that is driven by a daily schedule lacking in free time and is often an attempt to gain back some control when one feels like they have minimal control during the day. And so I'll find myself like 11 o'clock at night, I'm exhausted, I know I've got an early morning, I really need sleep. And I'll take an hour to read a book or watch a series on Netflix or I just refuse to sleep because I feel like I just want leisure time. And if I sleep, that leisure time is lost. Yeah. And so if I had been more intentional about building rest or pauses into my day where I could just have space, I would actually get to the end of the day, feel more in control of my day and actually feel like I can sleep because I know I've rested. Yeah. And I think what it also allows us to do is it allows us to take stock of our thoughts, our feelings, and, and where we are capacity-wise. Absolutely. And that's, uh, that's really important because if we, if we never pause to know our own thoughts, how are we going to know about the Lord's thoughts about us? Yeah. And if we never take pause to uh, have, like, have awareness of our capacity, all of a sudden our capacity will have diminished and it would be too late. I often find this. I realize I'm at end of my capacity but i've still got a week of meetings or schedules yeah. that i've booked out and if i had just taken a couple of days ago the moment to pause and take note of my capacity i wouldn't have filled my schedule as much going forward yeah and i think that's something really important we want to challenge you guys on is build a schedule around fun things that you want to do yeah. and then do the work around those fun things because you have to incorporate fun um into your day as well or else it's going to feel like you're just going from stressful thing to stressful thing to stressful thing without ever getting that endorphin release. Yeah, for sure. Um, and just for me, I know exercise is such an important part of my daily schedule. But if I forget, if I don't intentionally schedule or plan my exercise, I'll get to the end of the day and I won't have done it. And then um, I won't have, have those endorphins released in me. And for you, it might not be exercise. It might be an hour of drawing, drawing or an hour of playing video games or whatever you find rest in. Yeah. Um, the problem with like media rest is often it's addictive and it's not restful for our brains. It's actually yeah. more tiring for our brains. But it's still okay to use that as a rest mechanism. But you need to schedule those fun moments throughout your week. Yeah. And I think when we look at pausing, we can also look at the life of Jesus, yeah. especially after he fed the 5,000. Um, it says in Matthew 14, 22 to 23, it said, immediately Jesus made the disciples. So this is just after the, the 5,000 were fed. Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into a boat and go ahead of him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowd, after he had dismissed them, he went up to a mountain by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone. Sure. That's so powerful because he had just performed this amazing miracle and he could have like sat in the adoration of the people, but he chose to go be alone and rest. Yeah. Even though the people would have demanded they could he could have helped them so much. And if you think about Jesus' life, he only ministered for three years, which is less than we spent in high school. And in three years he transformed the world. And it wasn't like he went at burnout rate, mm -hmm. he stopped and rested. Yeah. So there's this saying that I go by when I'm feeling anxious, when I'm overthinking, and when I'm empty. I remind myself, like I have to remind my spirit and my heart, um, to be present in the presence. Cool. So good. To be present in the present. Um, and what this does for me is, because like I like to think ahead and I like to look back. And so this means that when I tell myself to be present and to acknowledge what's going on around me and who I'm with, it allows me to connect with those people I'm around. Um, and it also allows me to connect with myself and, and it activates me to be right here right now with God. Yeah. 
and that all I need in my day is actually just to spend time with him to be able to feel like I'm going to make sure I'm going to get through this day. Yeah. Like just to get that daily bread, you know? Yeah, you need it. Like your your pause and then being intentional with spending time with Jesus is so important because that's really what feeds us. Yeah. But you can't do that in a rush because he speaks to us in the quiet place. Like, yeah, yeah, he will meet you in the busyness, but he, he wants you. Yeah. And so you can only give him yourself if you take the time to pause and be present to yourself and there's a big difference between creating a gap and setting an intentional pause aside correct yeah yeah because a gap is just there to to create a space between one activity to the next whereas a pause is creating a space to be able to spend time intentionally with yourself and actually to regroup and recharge and gaps get filled because, but if you if you fill that space with an intentional pause, then you're less likely to fill it with a random activity. Yeah. So we want to ask you a couple of questions. The first question we want to ask you is: Are you taking moments in your busy life to pause and be present? What does your pause look like? That's the second question. And how do you recharge? Great questions. The next two points we want to talk to you guys about is reset and re-engage. So we can take the story of Jesus um, with the 5,000 then taking some time for himself. Yeah. And now, once he's taken time for himself, Jesus recharged and reset himself. Like, in that moment, he, he was able to take his thoughts captive. He was able to spend time with the Father. And then he found a way not only to reset himself, but also to reset the disciples. Because yeah. they were currently in, in the boats and it was a little bit stormy and they were struggling to get across because the wind was coming head on towards them. So they were struggling to row. Um, and so what it did was, when he did this, like he reset their mind because what happened was is the next miracle of Jesus walking on water. Mm. The freaking disciples got the fright of their life <laughs> thinking there's this ghost. And because they didn't recognize who it was yeah. until Jesus actually spoke. Sure. And so Jesus comes and he says, do not be afraid, take courage. Mm. Um, and so when he does this, like he allows them to re-engage with him because obviously now he's been separate from them for a while now and, and they're also getting a little bit worried and a little bit scared. And so they're also not resting in that. Yeah. Um, but Jesus comes and then he comes around them. And, yeah. and once they recognize his voice, that becomes that peace. And it's like a faith building moment for them. Sure. It's so good. And um, yeah, there's this thing of like when you reset, you can relook at a problem or a situation and you can repurpose how you're going to face it. And so um, actually disengaging yourself from a situation. Um, this is a great tool if you have an argument with someone and like you're hungry, like just say like, hey, we, just to stop, stop, either go away, get some food or pause and then re-engage in that conversation and see if you can't come at it with different lenses or different heart posture. Yeah, yeah and the other thing, interesting thing about the passage was that it says in the Bible that the disciples' hearts were hardened because they didn't recognize what was happening. Wow. And so Jesus actually came to reset their hearts and actually to, to soften it again. Mm. That's so, so good. I often find, um, 
I, f- I really believe Jesus works on my heart best when I sleep. Yeah. It's like my mind's disengaged. And when I face a problem that I don't know how to solve, I actually go sleep and say, Jesus, like I trust you to work on my heart. And I invite him to do that before I go to sleep and wake up in the morning with a totally different heart posture or perspective yeah. to that situation. Because yeah. you can spend time with Jesus and encounter him in those moments of like frustration, burnout, in that pain. And then he will soften your heart and you'll come back in the next moment or the next situation that, that you're facing in that circumstance. And it can feel like a completely different outlook that you have towards it. So good. Yeah. Um, because of, of actually re-engaging w- and resetting our heart posture. Really good. Yeah. So we want to ask you these two questions is, have you spent time with Jesus lately? And have you practiced listening to his voice? Great questions. Today, for the very last time, we are going to be doing the big question segment. And this week's big question is, rest can look like a lot of things. How do we distinguish between healthy rest and finding rest in unhealthy things? And what is your top rest tip? Sure. So, the fruit of your rest is what determines whether it's healthy or unhealthy. Sure. Sometimes healthy rest is hard work. Unhealthy rest is often what you will automatically go to because it's super easy. Yeah. So I'm not saying get playing games or watching TV is always unhealthy, but it's not the healthiest rest. Mm. Uh, for example, if you watch seven hours of um, office and you get up, like you will find yourself less motivated and less inspired to do things. Yeah. Whereas if you went for an hour long walk outside and looked at trees, you'd probably come home and feel a lot more inspired. So mm. which one was actually more restful? Sure. And sometimes we need both. There's nothing wrong with just sitting down for a couple of hours and watching TV because your brain shuts off. But actually, in that time, your brain doesn't process anything. Mm. And so if, if that's your default all the time, you're living in unhealthy rest. And so healthy rest is intentional. It's exercise. It's journaling. It's um, a, a good night's sleep that you've made sure you get. Um, there's something called sleep hygiene, which is like making sure that the last hour of your night is the same every night so that your body knows you're gearing up for sleep. So like at nine o'clock you shower and then you journal for 30 minutes and you read a book for 30 minutes and at 10 o'clock you fall asleep. That's sleep hygiene and that all gears you up for healthy rest. So what's the fruit of your rest? Like if if you have a day off and at the end of your day off you feel more hopeless about life or you have a headache because you've been inside the whole day, that's not feeling like super healthy rest. Sure. And then top rest tip um, yo, I think it depends on people, but for me, it's getting outside. I'm an introvert, so long walks um, by myself or with some people that are quiet is the amazing rest for me. Um, and then sometimes a 45-minute quiet time with Jesus leaves me way more rested than three or four hours of parks and recreation. Yeah, sure. That's really, really good. Um, yeah, guys, we hope this has been a really good series for you. If you feel like you're going through a hard time, we really encourage you to go listen to season one yeah. of the Connect podcast. We have great content available 
Um, and we, we really hope that this season has been super helpful for you. I've really enjoyed this season, Ben. It's been amazing to talk about Kingdom Values. Yeah, and, it's, and, and I hope it's something that's encouraged you guys and something that's challenged you and something that's pushed you to grow and, and something that's made you a little bit more mature than, than when we started. And so, yeah, we hope that there's immense value in this because we know there's immense value inside of you guys. So we hope you enjoyed this week and we will be back soon, soon. We'll be back soon. Enjoy your holiday.